Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, we are live. What's up, everybody? Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast, Faraz, Zach we're here to go over quarterback and running back rankings today for Week 16. If you made it this far, congratulations! You're in the semifinals, uh, but but you know it's not over. You know we could we could celebrate that we made it here, that we made it this far. And that's great. Pat yourself on the back just a little bit. Yeah. Now look forward, and you know it's not over yet. If you think your team sucks, you never know, uh, because there's a lot of interesting games this week, and there's a lot of weather concerns for a bunch of these games. This week, so yeah. you never know how things are gonna, how, or how things are gonna go. Uh, but let's talk about the weather real quick for this for this week. There are seven games uh, with totals under forty, which is crazy. Like I don't even yeah. remember the last time I've seen that. And you know, so don't expect a whole lot of scoring this week in general. Cleveland is going to be really bad. Uh, Vegas <laughs> has this game at a thirty-one and a half total. Okay, thirty-one and a half. Okay, that's yeah. winds in the 20 to 25 mile per hour range. The gusts can reach up to 30. Uh, so pass catchers are likely going to be severely limited in this game. I think Kamara and Chubb are fine, uh, but you know, I, I'm you know I'm benching Dalton in a two quarterback league, superflex yep. league. Um, I have Deshaun Watson down at 20 this week. Maybe that's even too high, uh, but at least he can run. So that's yeah. that kind of like can save him a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I think guys like Chris Olave, Juwan Johnson, Amari Cooper, Diamond Peoples Jones, David Njoku, they're all risky plays this week. Uh yeah, Taysom think- Hill, you know, might get a little bit of a bump, maybe, because you know, he might join Alvin Kamara and run the ball and all that. Yeah. Uh Taysom Hill, you know, as a gadget guy, you know, maybe they just work him into the, the play calling a little bit because they aren't gonna be calling a regular game in this game. I don't trust either of these offenses, especially like you said, New Orleans and Cleveland coming in. Neither of them are good offenses in good weather. So imagine in bad weather. Amari Cooper, I'm not expecting anything at all. We've seen him um, on the road. We, I don't think he's a fair. I think he's a fair weather player. I don't think he plays very well um, out in the cold. Uh, Deshaun Watson hasn't been playing, you know, super inspiring either. So I, I would leave maybe. I don't want to say I'm going to bench Amari Cooper, but definitely temper expectations for him. Like you said, the run game is going to be what's doing it this week. Do you think maybe kickers have a good day? Like, do you think they'll no. even be able to drive the ball that worse. far? I, I don't think that's, that's going to be the case. That's even worse. Like, kickers are going to be missing all day long. I don't even think if, if the if the winds are twenty five miles per hour, they're not going to kick the. They're not going to go for field goals. Oh, that, yeah. I didn't know there was a wind too. I know it was supposed to be cold. Oh yeah, I, that's 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 the main concern. The yeah. main concern for the passing game is always the wind. So like, yeah. 
if it's windy, 25 mile per hour is like that. That's that's significant, and it's going to impact the passing game. Uh, you know, like I have a, you know, I had Juwan Johnson. We talked about this, you know, last week. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, talking about him being such a good play moving forward. But this week, I don't think I can play him, dude. Like I picked up uh, Noah Fant. And I yeah. might end up playing Noah Fant <laughs> over Juwan Johnson just because of this weather, unfortunately. I, I don't want to overreact to weather, but this game seems like one to react to. Yeah, no, um, definitely. Like I saw like isn't it like negative kickoff temperatures in like four or five of the games? Yeah. I think the Bills well, game at, at Bills least Bears that's what is the, like negative. That's what the feel like temperature is, yeah. at least. You know, so it's gonna be cold as hell in a bunch of these games. Uh it, it doesn't affect like a whole lot of scoring when it's like super cold but you know when it's windy and it's rainy that's when it really affects the passing game so just keep that in mind i think alvin Kamara is a decent start this week as a solid rb2 against cleveland already a team that is not good at defending the run um so keep that in mind Taysom hill seems like a Taysom hill game to me this week (laughs) um now, in other games, like this Thursday night as well, again, you know, the Jaguars and the Jets, a little windy and rainy, you know, that might affect, you know, whether you start Trevor Lawrence or not. This was already a tough matchup against the Jets in New York, so, or in New Jersey, I should say. Uh, but, you know, keep that in mind. I have him as a low-end QB1 this week. Uh, but, you know, if you have some other low-end QB1 options, you might, you know, consider not starting Trevor Lawrence this week if you have some other options. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Even though he's been playing really well, you know, the matchup plus the weather, like you said, is going to be pretty significant in, in this matchup. I don't think, like, if Trevor Lawrence is going to do good, I mean, what, what about Zach Wilson? <laughs> you know, it's gonna I'm be just going to think about that. It's going to be pretty bad. Um, it might be, like you said, one of the quietest fantasy scoring weekends that we've seen in a little while because um, the weather looks like garbage. And it's too bad because, you know, Christmas Eve, but um, we'll see how it goes. Buffalo in Chicago as well. Uh, this one's a high wind game. So, like, I would say the level of concern for the Cleveland game is at like a 10. Uh, yeah. Level of concern for the Buffalo Chicago game is probably at like a seven. And then the level of concern for the passing game in the Jets Jaguars game is at like a five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Buffalo and Chicago, like high winds, right? Very cold. It could affect the passing game. You know, it shouldn't affect Justin Fields a whole lot. I still have him at my quarterback three this week. Uh, yeah. I have Josh Allen as my QB one um, because these guys are good at rushing the ball, right? Right. Yeah, you look at it, Josh Allen, he's not only good at rushing the ball, but he can also throw it even when it's cold. You know, he's a bit of a winter warrior. So, like you said, yeah. he's kind of built for those games where, you know, he's really not supposed to be doing very well. But despite the weather, he gets it done. I think if yes. you're going to have any good, strong matchup in this type of weather, it's going to be the Bears and the Bills because they both have rushing quarterbacks. And Justin Fields can be able to get it done. I trust him to get it done with his legs. I'm not sure how much I trust him to get done with his arm, but that hasn't been, you know, really necessary. As long as he throws a touchdown or two and just keeps himself clean, doesn't throw any any picks, he'll have a really nice ceiling for you and a solid floor with that rushing upside. And Josh Allen, we just know who Josh Allen is. There's no worry about him. He's our QB one for the week. Yeah, and, you know, Chicago has been pretty bad yeah. against quarterbacks lately. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Devin Singletary and James Cook, I think, get a little bit of a bump. Um, if I'm starting either of them, it's going to be Devin Singletary. Uh, but... You know, they're going up against Chicago, first of all, right? They're, they're bad against the run. And then on top of that, the Bills might actually depend on the run a little bit more in this game. Yeah. Um, we already thought that they might do that coming into this game. But now with the weather, they might do that even more. Um, so those those are the main ones. There are a couple of other weather, interesting weather concerns, but not nothing that will really affect fantasy to make a bunch of start-sit decisions based on it. Right. Um, 
All right, so let's get into quarterback rankings. Uh, still have Josh Allen at number one. You know, like you said, you know, he still finds ways to get it done. The matchup is great. Uh, over the last four weeks, the Bears have given up the most fantasy points to the position. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, jo- Josh Allen against them, even in the condi- even in the elements, like just start him. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number two against Seattle. Justin Fields at number three again. You know, we're depending on his rushing ability in this game. I can see him having more than 100 yards easily in this week. This week he had 95 yeah. last week against Philly. He he had a ton of rushing attempts. He's back to his you know his usual uh, workload when it comes to the run game, which is great considering that he had that shoulder injury a couple weeks ago. Um, so he should be fine. And then Joe Burrow, you know, in New England with all of his weapons, you know, with Joe, Joe Burrow, I mean, sorry, with uh, T. Higgins and Jamar <laughs> Chase and Tyler, Tyler Boyd, uh, he, they might even get uh, back Hayden Hurst uh, this week as well. Uh, right. So that would be good for Joe Burrow to get all of his weapons there. So uh, go, even going into New England, you know, it, this might be a little bit of a cold game, but it shouldn't mm-hmm. really affect the passing too much. Yeah, I'm not worried about Joe Burrow with his full complement of weapons. <laughs> you know, I'm not super psyched about the matchup. You know, New England has been a little bit tougher, but they're not anything to, you know, go crazy about. Um, he, Like I said, he has his full complement of weapons. He was extremely efficient in the touchdown department last week, and, you know, he only had 200 yards, but he threw four touchdowns. I'm expecting more of the same because of his full complement of weapons being available. He's one of the most consistent quarterbacks this season. Really safe 15-point floor. I'm not worried about it at all. And he has that ceiling of overall QB1 on a weekly basis to boot. But then also with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the only thing I was tempted to maybe put Patrick Mahomes at one because he has a pretty good matchup in what could be a shootout against Seattle. But um, I think Josh Allen, like we said, he's a winter warrior. He'll be, he'll be able to get it done. The matchup for him is as ideal as it's going to get. We said that the Bears are allowing the most points to QBs over the last four weeks. So I think that's a really good just slam dunk. You know, he's going to be the number one quarterback this week. And Justin Fields, too. You talked about the rushing ability being there. Even in a tough matchup, you know, I'm not worried about it. As long as he has that rushing ability, he's a must-start in all leagues. Because the Bears, if the Bills go up, you know, there's a chance. I mean, the Bears have been competitive in games, but the Bills go up. This Bears offense could be chasing points. And that's been Justin Fields' wheelhouse all season. Uh, let's see. You know, it, it's you know when you look at um, Joe Burrow, right? You look at what these quarterbacks have done lately against New England. Like Derek Carr threw for three touchdowns last week. The week before that was Colt McCoy. So whatever, he still threw for 246 yards though. Uh, Josh yeah. Josh Allen threw for two the week before that, and the week before that, Kirk Cousins threw threw for three. So pretty confident that Joe Burrow can potentially get three touchdowns in this game. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Tua at number five against Green Bay. Um, you know, th- this game might actually have a little bit of scoring in it, right? Like, because yeah. the Packers' defense isn't great. Uh, Mammy's defense isn't great. 49 and a half over under. I think this is the highest over under of the week, if I'm not mistaken. It is, right? It is. Yes, you're right. And so, so yeah, dude, like, this is a game that you want to target. Um, I think that all of his receivers have good matchups in this this week. I'm not worried about Jair Alexander at all. Mm-hmm. So, Tyreek. Start Jalen Waddle. Uh, and you know, even these running backs, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson potentially being hurt. We'll see if he gets uh bumped up to a limited practice today. Uh, but you know, just keep in mind of that because Green Bay is also really bad against the run. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tua, you know, Aaron Rodgers, both of them can can go back and forth. Uh, did you get to see the spread on this game? I'm wondering how close they think this game is going to be. I didn't uh, see minus spread. four. I saw yeah. the over under. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins are favored by four points in this game, so uh, should should be a close one. Uh, and this is in uh, this is in Miami, so yeah. uh, I think Tua can have a pretty good day this week. Yeah, one of the few games where you know we're not worrying about the weather at all. Really, I mean, it, 
I think it's that mad, the Dolphins, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think the Dolphins are probably like, you know, thanking God. They're like, oh, yep. that we're not going to the frozen tundra. Or could you imagine what the weather's going to be like? I don't know. I might have to look that up then and just see what the weather's supposed in to be Green in Bay, Green Bay. Probably terrible. If they were going to play it. Because <laughs> could you imagine them going to play that? Going to Buffalo one week and then following that up with uh, Green Bay the next week, that would have been tough. But I love to in this matchup, you know, I think Green Bay, they're not a scary defense at all. You know, Jair Alexander has not been playing the way that we've expected him to play based on the way we've seen him play the rest of his career uh, this season. He's having a bit of a down year. But um, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle playing, you know, you can't ever just count Tua out. I think this is a good matchup at home. Uh, they need this one, you know, for the playoffs. I think they're going to play hard. It should be high scoring. I was surprised. I thought maybe the Chiefs and the Seahawks would be the highest one. As far as the over-under, I think they're second. Um, they're at 48.5 instead of 49.5, but it's close. Um, I expect Tua to do, do big things because it's in Miami. If it was in Green Bay, completely different conversation. But Tua um, in Miami, I like him at five. That's good. I, I would put him over Justin Herbert, even though he's in a good matchup, um, who we have at six. You know, I, I think that he's playing a little bit uh, down <laughs> to the competition. He hasn't been as explosive as we want him to be in a really good stretch of matchups these last five weeks. Yeah, if, if Geno Smith had Tyler Lockett, you know, it would be a big difference. I mean, Justin Herbert, like I said, he hasn't been playing as well. He's been on a really good schedule these past few weeks, Justin Herbert has. So it looks like he should be producing more than he has. I think that's true. But Geno Smith, um, if he had Tyler Lockett, I would put him over Justin Herbert, definitely. You know, it's like, it's one of those things, Justin Herbert, man, like, you know, every time you think he's going to do well like this year, like, he, you know, he's not doing as well as he could, right? Like, he's, right. you know, he's, you know, Indy's kind of a middle of a road type of matchup. You know, they did get destroyed uh, last week, you know, when they had to come back. When, you know, when uh, when it, the, the other team was forced to throw the ball. I'm curious to see what is going to happen in this game. I, I can't predict game script in this one. Like, I, I right. can't. If I had to guess what's going to happen, like, I could see the Colts running the ball uh, pretty well. Having this game close, I can also see Justin Herbert and the Chargers going up in this game. So this is going to be an interesting one, man. This is one of the tougher matchups to read for me this week. Yeah, it's a really tough matchup because the Colts, they didn't look bad, obviously, in the first half last week, but they were really bad in the second half last week. But I think that has to do with the game script. I think the Colts are better than their record indicates, and they could keep it close. Um, I like Justin Herbert, though, anyway, in this matchup. Like I said, I just want to see him hit that upside. <laughs> you know, he has all of his weapons now, and we didn't see it last week. I don't know what that was about. It was a really good matchup against the Titans. It was just a quiet day for them overall. But I think he has the upside still, but he hasn't shown that safe floor like other quarterbacks ahead of him have this season. That's why he's kind of floating down the six range um, this week. Yeah, so we have Herbert at six, Geno at seven, uh, Kirk Cousins at eight against the Giants, uh, Dak Prescott at nine against Philly, uh, you know, we'll see what Gardner, Gardner Minshew, Minshew can do on the other side. You know, will they be able to stay up with Dallas? Will Dallas be able to score, you know, on Philly's defense, which I think they will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where uh, what will the game script look like? But I think Dak will be solid this week. You know, Philly, regardless of who the quarterback is, I think they're going to be competitive. And I think Dak is going to end up having to throw the ball. Uh, I would normally have Trevor Lawrence above him, uh, you know, I think this week. But he's going up against the Jets in New York in a little bit of bad weather. Uh, so I'm going to go Dak over Lawrence, uh, who I have at 10. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was looking at the rankings, and I was really tempted to put Trevor Lawrence over him. But just the weather conditions, you know, were enough to sway me to put Dak higher than Trevor Lawrence this week, too. Um, I think Dak is going to be fine as far as production. It's not like the Cowboys are going to go up. I think Gardner Minshew is better than a lot of people, you know, think he is. And this is a situation that I would say rivals the 49ers as far as you could put any quarterback in, and they'd be all right. You know, this is a good offense and a good defense, just a good team overall for Philadelphia. And if Gardner Minshew comes in, he's going to be able to play and keep him competitive. 
Um, I think he could be a starter, you know, some on a couple teams throughout the league. I think that he's just kind of taking this backup role and run with it. But um, I, I think it's going to be a close enough game that Dak's going to be throwing the ball enough. It's a division game. It's going to be close regardless. So I, I'm not worried about Dak at all, this matchup. I'm not expecting a humongous ceiling, but he's not going to be – it's not going to be a dud week this week. Yeah, I think he'll settle right in the 18, 20-point range like he's been. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, and then I got Daniel Jones, um, your arch nemesis, at number 11 <laughs> against Minnesota. Um, it, you know, it's a good matchup. You know, he has the he has a little bit of a rushing floor – um, yep. And I have Tom Brady at 12 in Arizona. These are both away games for both of these guys. Um, I have Jared Goff down at a 13. Um, you know, I think Jared Goff had a couple of really good games against two bad defenses. And yep. I think like he was being elevated to a point where he didn't really deserve to go. And I understand this offense is good. You know, Carolina, though, has in Carolina. Okay, I think this isn't a slam dunk for Jared Goff. And that's why I have him down at 13. I like the matchups more for Daniel Jones. I think he has a higher floor. Same thing with Tom Brady. I like his matchup more. Uh, you know, you, you saw that he was able to get yeah. some production out of Russell Gage as well. So, you know, I, I think the, both these guys have higher floors uh, than Jared Goff. But Goff definitely has a ceiling. Like if you're shooting for it, you know, I think Goff probably has the higher ceiling because of the weapons that he has. Yeah, I, I think that's 100% fair. And that's kind of how I look at it, too. I was tempted to put Jared Goff higher. But I think you're right when you say that his numbers might have been a little bit inflated by some good matchups these last few weeks. Carolina isn't a fantastic matchup. They're not a bad matchup either, but they're a pretty good defense, you know, just on paper when yeah. you look at them. Um, Daniel Jones, I know I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy, but against Minnesota with the rushing upside that he has, if he, all he has to do is be efficient in the passing game and he could have a pretty big game, you know, settle right in that 20, 23 point range. Um, I think that's definitely within his you know range of outcomes. So I think Daniel Jones at 11 makes sense. And Tom Brady. Also, like you said, you talk about the matchup. Arizona has not been very good at, at limiting quarterbacks. So Tom Brady, he had a good game last week. Maybe he can build on it, um, even though they did lose. From a fantasy perspective, though, Tom Brady is picking up a little bit of steam. And down the stretch, we could see that more, especially, like you said, with a good matchup against Arizona. Yeah, I mean, he has 18 points in uh, you know in regular four-point scoring three of the last four weeks. The only time he didn't was against San Francisco uh, in week 14. Right. So you know he's looking he's looking pretty solid right now. Uh, and then I got Aaron Jones at 14. I was actually in between him and Jared Goff uh, at 13 and 14. Uh, but, you know, the, these running backs are starting to kind of gain some momentum, uh, you know, you know, in the in uh, in, in Green Bay. So I kind of think that, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers might end up, you know, not throwing the ball as much. You know, will you know, will if this is going to be a true um you know, back and forth contest, then yeah, Aaron Rodgers can do his thing. But yeah. his, you know, now that he has Romeo Dubs, you know, he has Christian Watson, obviously. Alan Lazard can still do his thing when he's being targeted. So he has good weapons, um, you know, against Miami in the higher, in a higher point total. I'm perfectly fine starting Aaron Rodgers this week. He could have done his thing last week if they needed him, uh, you know, on Monday night, but yeah. they didn't really need him in that game. So, you know, in this game, if Miami ends up scoring, maybe Aaron Rodgers has to do a little bit more. I think that's very possible. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers, he's been playing a little bit better, you know, and he has more of his weapons coming back. Romeo Dubs should be back, you know, fully. fully Obviously, he didn't, fully, run, right. he didn't run so many routes last week, but he did get a lot of targets. So it'll be interesting to see how he's used. And if he's having a good day, chances are Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good day, especially with Christian Watson on the, on the other side. Uh, he's going into this game. Aaron Rodgers is with the best supporting cast. Like he's, like I said, he's at all season. With Romeo Dubs, he's now going to be healthy completely. Christian Watson's going to be healthy. Aaron, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were getting it done out of the backfield last week. This could definitely be a high-scoring game. And like I said, the Dolphins will be thankful that the matchup is warm in Miami. Um, that should make it easier for them to score and also the, the, the Packers. So 
it should be easier to hit that over under that's up that high you know it has them as a high scoring game caesars does i think this week right that's yeah, yeah so we, should we, we go i mean uh, you know i'm looking at this golf you know ranking right and yeah would you be tempted to put rogers over golf the, i think carolina line and, and detroit is a 43 over under and Aaron rogers yeah. is near 50 as we're talking about it you know i kind of am um yeah. the matchup isn't that enticing for jared golf where aaron Rodgers has a really good one if i'm not mistaken that the dolphins are like the allowing the second most points to quarterbacks this season i think overall yeah. so that that's really good <laughs> for aaron Rodgers, especially the way he's been coming on he's been playing a little bit better recently these past few weeks so I think maybe we can move Aaron Rodgers up to 13. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's move Aaron Rodgers to 13, Jared Goff to 14. And then Derek Carr at 15, we will not be moving him up. Uh, no. But he's playing <laughs> against Pittsburgh. You know, he he had a decent game. He had a good game this past week because we didn't think he was going to do so well. So this week, you know, in Pittsburgh, you know, it's, it's one of those matchups where you could go either way with Derek Carr. But yeah. he has a high enough – I was going to say high enough floor, but then that wouldn't count all the games that where he shits the bed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> he only had one bad game in the last, like, eight weeks. Yeah. You know, we, so I think Derek Carr can be up there. And, you know, honestly, you know, this might be too low. We might be shitting on Derek Carr a little bit too much, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> you know, if you look at what he's been doing, you know, he's had a high floor. He hasn't shown his ceiling, but the yeah. floor has been there. So, you know, in Pittsburgh, you know, this could go either way. Uh, but I think Derek Carr is... You know, he's just a definition of a solid start, I would say. Yeah, we we talk crap about Derek Carr a lot on this podcast, but he's been performing exactly how we've been ranking him almost, you know, as a high-end QB2 for most of the season. Um, that's where I think he's going to continue to be. It's just we haven't seen the upside that we hope to see, you know, with Devontae Adams. We haven't seen him really play with all of his, you know, premier pass catchers on the field. Obviously, Darren Waller was back last week um, with Devontae Adams, Mac Hollins, Josh Jacobs. I think there's room for him to improve and maybe move up these rankings, maybe these next this next week or two. But until we see that, I think a high in QB2 is where he's going to settle. Because Josh Jacobs, in an offense that has Josh Jacobs, you know, it's going to be tough for him to get the insane volume that might be necessary to have, like, you know, those three, four touchdown days. Yeah, that's true. And if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers have been giving up some some fantasy points to running backs lately. Um, um, just, I think a little bit. I think I had a note on that. Yeah, well, uh, last week, you know, the Panthers obviously couldn't get anything going. Uh, but the couple weeks before that, they have been. Um, so, uh, you know, I like I like uh, Josh Jacobs a lot this week. I think he can potentially get back to to what he was doing uh, before last week. Last week, obviously, he didn't score. Yeah. Um, but, you know, J.K. Dobbins, 15 for 120. You know, Gus Edwards, that same game, 13 for 66. The week before that, uh, Algier and Patterson over, you know, f- five yards of carry. Jonathan Taylor was able to do his thing the week before. So I think I think Josh Jacobs is in for, for a pretty good day this week. Um, it's it's yeah. fine. I'll talk more on that, on Josh Jacobs, when we get to him in the rankings, because I'm sure. actually taking, like, the opposite road with him. Okay, we'll gotcha. Uh, Brock Purdy at 16. Uh, you, listen, Brock Purdy's just able to get it done, right? Yeah. You know, he's fitting in the system. You know, he's making the throws where he needs to needs to throw them. He's not making mistakes. Um, so that's really what it comes down to. And this is, you know, as far as his ranking goes, you know, it's him guarding Minshew at 17 because, like, both of these guys, guys who are stepping into the system uh, and are able to just kind of take advantage because of the coaching and the weapons that they have. Yeah, these are guys that we don't know a whole lot about. Obviously, Brock Purdy, we've seen him play for two weeks. And Gardner Minshew, we know what kind of quarterback he is from his days in Jacksonville. But in these offenses, we got to see how it goes. I, they're Like I said, they're both backups stepping into really good situations. All they have to do is be efficient 
And when that kind of thing happens, you know, I think the ceiling kind of tops out at two touchdown passes. <laughs> you know, they're not going to ask them to do too much. So I would temper expectations with these guys a little bit. But I don't see a situation where these guys have like dud games. You know, they're going to be playing well, I think, because of the supporting cast around them. Brock Purdy, especially, we know that's going to happen. And I expect Gardner Minshew in a game, you know, against Dallas. It's a division game. He's going to be playing hard because of the character that he is as a quarterback. Um, I think he... He's obviously stepped down from Hertz in the rushing department. And I'm not saying he has a, he's as good as a passer of Hertz, as Hertz, but I don't think it's as, a, it's as big of a steep drop as it would be with most other backup quarterbacks. And I'm confident that Gardner Minshew can get it done this week. So I think having him at 17 here as a QB2 is perfectly realistic. Uh, then we have Zach Wilson at 18, followed by Sam Darnold at 19, and Deshaun Watson all the way down at 20 because I'm just worried about the uh, the Cleveland weather so yes, I am playing yeah. Zach Wilson. I know I know the weather's bad in New York as well, but it's not as bad. Um, I think Zach Wilson can still get it done. He still has a, you know a few weapons, um, you know. And Jacksonville is one of those defenses that they do give up a lot of passing yards and fantasy points to quarterbacks yeah. uh, o- over the year and lately as well. So I think Zach Wilson can be okay this week only because of the matchup, and that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. And then Sam Darnold too, like you know against Detroit, very similar thing where. Detroit, you know, they've been good against running backs, but against the past, they haven't been as good. Um, and yeah, like it's crazy to think that I'm starting these guys over Deshaun Watson this week, though. <laughs> I don't think it's that crazy because the problem is with Deshaun Watson, you know, he just hasn't had the upset. And you look at the offense since he's come back, it has not been explosive at all. The touchdowns have not been there. Um, in the cold weather, you know, maybe 20 is a little high. I don't know. I don't trust Deshaun Watson really in this offense right now to keep things going smoothly. If Jacoby Brissett were playing, do you think maybe that? the Cleveland offense would get a boost, or do you think the weather would still just affect? I think the weather would still be a factor, to be honest with you. Right. Okay. And then also, just a question. I'm not sure if we know anything about Lamar or Huntley or whoever's going to be playing for the Ravens. If Lamar would play, where do you think he would be ranked? Or Tyler Huntley, where do you think these guys would be ranked? Well, you know what? Uh, The weather in in Baltimore is supposed to be pretty bad, too, this week. Um, I would probably have, um, looking at the top 10 here, I would probably have ranked maybe under... Maybe under Dak, like right ahead of Trevor, maybe something like that. Maybe so ahead Lamar. of Daniel Jones. Is that what you're talking about? L- Lamar, yeah, right. like probably okay. around 10, 10, like low on QB1 this week, I would say. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. That's what I was kind of thinking too. I wasn't going to put him as a QB2, but he definitely is not a high end quarterback right now, especially coming off the injury. We're not sure yeah. if he's going to play. There's a chance that he doesn't play. Um, but even when he has played, you know, he had those great three weeks to start. And then since then, he's been like a mid QB2. That, that's been about it. So I would temper expectations regardless of who starts. Tyler Huntley, do you think he even makes the top twenty if he plays? I mean, he is um, I might, I, think. I might play him over Deshaun, but like barely, yeah. barely. He's barely there. I would say, right? You know, and I was, yeah. Listen, man, we, we, I was high on Tyler Huntley when he took over. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, this offense is gonna be fine. Like, nope. No, he hasn't been has looking been good. I've, he hasn't been I, looking good. Lamar obviously is a step up over Tyler Huntley, but I looked at the way that they play the game. It's like they didn't have to change the offense that much, but it's been pretty drastic. As bad as the Ravens' offense, the Ravens' offense wasn't bad, but it wasn't really good with Lamar. But with Tyler Huntley, and it's just been like bad, you know. So yeah. it shows you that Lamar does make a difference in that offense. You can't just put anyone there, and that the lack of weapons on the outside is really showing. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. It's been a after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, money-wise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.